0: The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season two of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for couples therapy. Yeah. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on this show, we take the best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, and bring them to your ears. And on that show, of course, we have comics who are close, do sets together about their relationship. That's everything you need to know <laughs> to enjoy this show. My dear Naomi, how are you
4: on this day? I'm all right, Andy. little tie-tie, but I'm coming back. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm going to give you 112%. Oh, great. Yeah. That's more than I asked. I asked for 80. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll go back to that. All I ever ask from anyone
1: is a B minus <laughs> uh, from my dear, sweet love. You know what? I asked for a B. Oh,
4: I'm going okay. to hold you to a higher standard. Okay, 85. Okay. I'm going to give you a solid
1: 85%. Second episode of the new year. Second episode of 2020.
4: 2020. F-
1: day 14. <laughs> I am feeling... Well, we'll talk about how – we'll talk about maybe that in the middle. Uh, Two things we wanted to talk about up Mm, top mm -hmm. while we had your attention. (laughs) One, if you remember in the Velo Lavelle episode, it was an advice episode. Sometimes when we have people come into the studio here, we answer your advice questions, which, of course, you can DM us on any social media platform. You can email us. You can, of course, call our hotline, but Naomi, I don't know if you remember. One of the questions that plagued us was, mm-hmm. uh, I believe uh, it was the, the sign-off was sad stepmom. Oh yes, I do recall this. That and, was an emotional roller coaster. Yes, that and, was like and sad stepmom's stepson uh, is in the military. He's going to be deployed, mm-hmm. and there was some strange weirdness around uh, his girlfriend. They were maybe getting married or maybe not getting married. She was maybe pregnant, maybe not. Pregnant. The question was, is she a sociopath or not? Right. Is she manipulating sad stepmom's stepson? stepson? A listener wrote in oh, to wow. us because we were the, the big question was about marriage, right. right? If he knows that his girlfriend is perhaps a sociopath
3: mm-hmm. or at the
1: very least a liar, something, right? Because we didn't, you should go back and if you have not heard this episode, you should go back and listen to it. The question was. He was still aiming to marry her. Yeah. Why? Exactly. All right. So a listener writes in and says this. Uh, hey there. I love the podcast and I'm so thankful for Naomi's appearances on Hysteria. Uh, which prompted me to first give you a listen. Ooh, I'm not sure if you've already gotten this message. Uh, note, we did not. Um, but I thought I could provide some useful mil- military context that might shed some light on the potentially pregnant girlfriend saga from your episode with Elle Lavelle. Okay. In the military, service members receive additional benefits if they have dependents parentheses spouse or children okay and parentheses one of these benefits is that the government will effectively pay for your housing either giving them a place to live on post or paying a set amount each month to rent a place off post It is, unfortunately, a very common tale where a soldier will marry someone quickly before a deployment to receive that extra pay and deployment benefits to which initial email referred. Okay, there we go. The new spouse will live on their own for the duration of the deployment and demand a divorce either during or immediately following the deployment. Oftentimes, service members do not sign any sort of prenup and suddenly find themselves paying alimony to their now ex-spouse upon return. Okay. I'm not saying that this is exactly the case the stepmother is describing, but as I alluded to, it it is a fairly common story in the military.
4: Wow. Okay, the plot thickens. Okay, that information changes the game because now the question is is the son maybe interested in getting married so he can have those have those benefits or is she trying to marry him so that she can divorce him later and like get the alimony and stuff. So
1: many questions. I mean, it opens I mean, up a look as many wild. questions as it answers,
4: yeah. it opens up a new basket oh of questions. Oh my god, a full, it's a basket overflowing with questions. It's a cornucopia of questions. <sighs> oh my god, oh my <laughs> uh, by god. By the way, it comes
1: to us from Nick, I didn't know if he wants his last name yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. read You're on, correct.
4: Uh, to the masses,
1: but uh, thank <laughs> you very much, Nick, for that much needed insight.
4: No, I did like that, because honestly, I've been thinking about that for a while, and I wanted, I wanted to just be like, sad stepmom, so where are we with this? Because it is kind of wild to just simply not know. No, it's like because the whole question too of whether or not she's pregnant is still up in the air let alone you know, should they be getting married so quickly yeah. so there's so much and I'm glad we have another piece of the puzzle so thank you Nick the second thing is a vow Naomi and I have made a vow
1: that hopefully listeners will applaud
4: yes this is something that I came up with I thought that it would help Andrew and I and perhaps in a way help you the listener who is hearing a lot of the same thing over and over. So we're coming into 2020, day 14, new year, coming into year three of living in Los Angeles. The third year will be at July. But one of the things we decided to do was to stop talking shit about LA. It's got to stop. I mean, we get it. We hate it. And so I only imagine- We can feel it inside. We're not changing.
1: Yeah. We're not rearranging our organs. We're not <laughs> changing what do you mean? changing the insides. The insides are the same. It's the we're getting a makeover.
4: So the decision We're glowing up. <laughs> an emotional glow up is the decision to not talk shit about LA, both on the pod and in our personal life with each other. And what we're doing is whenever we do, whenever we slip up, whenever we start to get all negative and gripey, whoever starts talking ish has to put a dollar in the LA hate jar. That is going to be a little jar we keep, not maybe literal money, but like keeping a tab of it, you know, like a spreadsheet or something. And then at the end of the year or depending on how much you bitch and moan, the end of a quarter. OK, <laughs> it depends on how quickly we do this. We will donate that money from the L.A. hate jar to an L.A. based organization that works to improve the city.
1: Mm-hmm. I say, my personal, uh, is a some kind of homeless
4: initiative. Yeah, something that helps say. to alleviate homelessness. However, you, listener, if you're out here in LA and you have some thoughts on places we could take some of that LA hate money, the point being, you know, if we're going to bitch and moan, we got to do some work to improve it. If yeah. you ain't happy, you got to do something with it. Or if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So we are vowing to you. This is on record. Yeah, this STFU is, noob. STFU noob. So it's what LA says to us. So we are trying to be positive, and we're putting this on record, okay? And you can call us out. We're going to put our dollars in, and we are making some improvements. If you have any suggestions for places we could donate some of this money, we'd love to hear it. Hey, we're literally putting our money where our mouths are. Ooh, baby. I love it. This is 2020. We're putting our money where our sass mouths are. Sass mouth? Yeah. Is that a scop hand? <laughs> it should be. It should be. Yeah. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Your
1: negative feelings. <laughs>
4: I wish Squaw ska was said more. Squaw? <laughs> yeah, Squaw. Squaw. I wish Squaw music was more, was just really flat and factual like that. Mm-hmm. I might be more into it. Mm
3: hmm. Mm
4: hmm. <laughs> so the boss tones, you don't, you don't want them to be like, uh, <laughs> I can't even think I of want a them song. to just say, The impression exactly. that I get. You want them to be like, The impression that I get. Right. Like if Ira Glass mm-hmm. was talking over horns, mm-hmm. that would be my preferred Squaw music. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. Any listeners, if you want to form a band
1: (laughs) that sounds like Ira Glass playing over ska horns, we will play you on this show.
4: Definitely. Well, (laughs) so those are the two updates that we had for Yes, the updates and also a vow to you, the listener, before we get into our first set from my birthday show. God, I'm over it. Why am I still talking about my birthday? Am I 12? Anyway. We need to Well, there's.
1: A, I mean, we'll talk about this more in the middle. But there, you know, this thing where people are like, "It's my birthday month. I'm going to celebrate every day. I'm having cupcakes, and I'm buying myself a mascara every day. I buy
4: myself a mascara. Do you know any other women besides me? Um, you guys, just a couple housekeeping things. As always, if you would like to. See us live, sign up for our Patreon, follow us on social, you can go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. Now while you're there, you might want to pick up tickets for this week's show at San Francisco Sketch Fest. Yes, listeners, if you
1: live in San Francisco or you're going to be in the city for some reason this Friday the 17th at the Gateway Theater at 10.30pm, we'll be putting on the Sketch Festiest edition of Couples Therapy you've ever freaking seen. Scene. We got three of the kids in the hall, including Scott Thompson, Kevin McDonald, and Dave Foley. We've got Hello from the Magic Tavern, dudes. There could not be more white male sketch
4: energy on the show, but to balance that out, yes, yes, tell it, sister. Chris Riggins and Tammy T Love. Two hilarious comics I met on the New Negroes Tour this past November. Yes. SF Local, so they're bringing that heat. Dave Foley will be doing the show with his wife, Chrissy
1: Guerrero, okay? So it is not all. Of course, Naomi will be there. Of course, it is not <laughs> all white male sketch people. <laughs> all right, it's balanced, but it is the sketch-festiest show we've ever put on.
4: You should definitely get tickets, though. I mean, this is going to be a fun one. We always love San Francisco, so get those tickets if you can. Right. Because it'll be so fun. Yeah, and uh, February's date
1: here in Los Angeles to be determined, TBD.
4: TBD, but keep an eye
1: out, as always, Keep an again. Eye out for that. And yes, as Naomi said, sign up for the Patreon, at CouplesTherapyPod.com on the right side where you get tickets. You can also sign up for the Patreon. We give you two extra episodes a month. Just Naomi and I. Oh, sometimes bonus episodes. Patreon subscribers, you're going to be getting a bonus episode. Or you already have gotten a bonus episode <laughs> this month. So uh, as a little thank you. So sign up for that. That's fun. I think that's about it. Why don't we get into this first set? Again, this is from December. This is from your birthday show.
4: Yes, this first set is so fun. It is from Gareth Reynolds and Ryan Dalton, stand-ups and longtime friends. You know Gareth is the co-host of the Dollop Podcast, one of Andy and My Favorites, and his album Riddled with Disease is available wherever you get your music and comedy. Ryan produces the long-running LA show Comedians You Should Know at the Hollywood Improv, and his latest album, I'm Married, Let Me Tell You About It, is available online. So these two guys are doing it upright. They've got a history. We have a good time. Roll it.
5: All right. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Oh, boy. Good. You can tell someone hosts a show in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> great energy. Uh, thank you so much.
6: Thanks for dressing up, Gareth. Appreciate it.
5: Yeah, says the guy who's dressed like shorts today. Like, or in the last action It looks action like you've hero. been wearing that anyway. for a week. Look, we're not going to do this. Let's save it for that. That feels scripted, by the way, so don't do that anymore. It is not. It because is not. We've only scripted the first five minutes, and then the rest will be riffy. But um, Ryan uh, has been... Uh, Brian Ryan is here tonight because... Brian. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian. 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 Brian is a piece of dog shit. And... Um, Ryan, Ryan Dalton is a, is a good friend of mine, and Ryan Dalton is also the filthiest uh, person I've ever come into contact with. Um, we, and I love Ryan. We recently uh, we did a gig in Madison together, and on the way back from Madison... Uh, we were going to take the plane back. I mean, we actually did take it back. You have no real option. Um, you have to take the plane back for the most part. And uh, and I was like, well, let's let's get hammered on this flight. And that's when Ryan or Brian, I don't care to figure it out, uh, revealed that he'd been uh, he went on a morning bar crawl alone by myself through the city because he's a trash dog. Because some uh, and that's some what cities are do. better drinking cities. They just are. Yeah. And Madison is that. And some people have restraint. But anyway, we got on the plane. I mean, and uh, and we drank a bunch and I smoked my weed vape in the back of the plane and Ryan was like, Oh, you're a real shitty he guy. He didn't even
6: go in the bathroom, people.
5: I did for he a while sat in his row of seats but, was like, <laughs> uh, but well, was, anyway. Well we had the back row to ourselves. But Brian looks at me there and he's like, Oh, you you're shitty. And this is this man is no joke, is dog shit. And uh and, um, and how I know this is because Ryan, how I met Ryan was Ryan used to uh, live in Cleveland, yeah, and uh, he was a comic in Cleveland. and um and I met him featuring for a, a mutual friend of ours who introduced this. and you know, when you go on the road and you're like one of you's MCing and one of you's featuring, you end up sharing hotel rooms and this, and you really do. It is like very bonding in the sense that there's no uh, more bullshit. You are who you are, and uh, we we ended up not having a real room. We had like half of a suite, so we had like a couch and a cot. So we were just like sleeping like kids at a slumber party together, and Ryan just slowly. As I meet him, I'm like, oh, what a great guy. This guy's real fun. But then slowly, he becomes like gross dad. And he's like... Yeah, I got to feel you out. I got to make... Like, I- I'm polite. God, it's just terrible. And he's like... He's just... Like, you know what I mean? Like, farts are like punchlines to setups for him. And I'm like, I don't want this in my life. Like, like you know, he'd be like, hey, is this old leather? And he'd rub it and fart. And you would be like, dude, I don't... This is just... It's
2: Classic not worth my me. time.
5: Yeah, or like... Being like, I think there's something in the pillow, and he fluffs it, and would f- you know, fart, you know, and he'd just be like, I can't handle this. So, so this has gone on for gray. years, huh? Those are all great. No, jokes. it's just bad. It's so it's good. Not, it's not. I, I wish I could
6: summon it right now, because if I could do it, it would be. You see what? This is what I'm this.
5: talking about. Listen to what he's saying. This is like, <laughs> so what kind of wizard is like? I'm a gastric a gastric spell is what I shall conjure. <laughs> so he's gross, and this is what he's been like, and uh, and. And so he's like that and uh, and he, he also just is in general just finds himself in gross situations like when you were on the road with our buddy and uh you <laughs> I had to take a shit. Yeah, you had to take a shit. Yeah. So by the way, sorry, this is gross. You should way, I should point that out. Here's the comedians,
6: they're not friendly or nice. They're mean. They want to see you fail just so they can observe it and then talk about the failure but, on stage. But
5: I want to be clear: I don't, I do not support zoos. But Ryan Dalton belongs in a casing <laughs> of some kind. So, so he, so he's on the road, and he, has, he, and because he's known as a gross person, our buddy who we're on the road with, nixes this idea. So Ryan, you have to. Ryan has to, Ryan is like, I'm going. I have to take a shit. He says to our friend, Hey, I, I got to take like a shit. Like it's sh- bad. It's happening. It's like, ha- I this gotta is going down now. And our friend There's is no so disgusted it. by Ryan and this declaration that he's like, No. He's like, No, you're not coming in my room, and no. And Ryan's like, no, it's really bad. And our buddy shuts the door, <laughs> and Ryan just shits his pants. In front
6: of, in standing front of the there. there. It's like you're looking at the finish. I almost finished the race. But think about... I have a few more steps. I would have won. Uh, uh, but not, then I lost.
5: Uh, not how race... Uh, no, I don't think that's a fair analogy. And by the way, a lot of people who run marathons are shitting themselves. I don't know if you know <laughs> that, but that's true. It's good that it feels like we've already lost you, and we're about a third of the way yeah. through this
6: it definitely uh, feels warm in here i'll give you that
5: well that's because someone's (laughs) shitting his pants but uh so so he does that and in general ryan is also like the kind of guy who like when like i'll text him like he just he just will he's just disgust like he's the kind of guy who's like i'm on the toilet right now and you're like ah i just don't we should go over why don't
6: we go over today's text exchange well, Let's today's was
5: nothing. Today's was nothing. Oh, so Gareth texts
6: me in the morning. He goes, uh, so for this show, we need to come up with a thing to talk about in our relationship. Ha ha.
5: But, uh, can, we not, can we not read me like Eeyore, the sad donkey? Which is
6: kind of a mean thing to say to the people who produce the show inches away. Anyway, I'm just going to keep reading. Uh, uh,
5: I, I just I
6: swear I thought this show was way less weird. Anyways. So... <laughs> So I think we need to think of a friction point, question mark? Surely it can be funny. Like, how you are
5: dirty, which
6: we led with.
5: Well, that... I can talk. I could talk, sir. <laughs> First of all, I did not despair I was not disparaging you. I'm happy to be at your show. Yeah. I did not... And Ryan is... A, obviously, again, a, t- this man belongs in a junkyard near tires. <laughs> Do you understand me? But... Uh, But, uh, no, I was... And and when I say that loose first suggestion, I'm like, that's the thing we have to talk about because there's the most meat on the bone of how pig... You belong on hooves. Well, uh, then you said, surely it would be
6: funny. It wasn't. And, like, how you're dirty or how we don't think the other is funny, obviously a lie. You love my comedy. Or maybe even your sports teams. Let me know... If you well, can Ryan is from any, Cleveland, the land di- of losers. I should point that out. Let's have a drink after two on you. He bought both my drinks. Uh, that helps my case. I and like this is my that. response. This better be good. I canceled a spot at Flappers for this. <laughs> Next text. I'm dirty? Question mark. How dare you? I'm taking the biggest dump right now, though. Uh. <laughs> we made chili last night. <laughs>
5: Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just trying, like, and I, 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 you just are trying to talk to someone, and then they're just explaining, like, stuff, like, it's just not, I don't know, I'm from Wisconsin, like, we have, you know, we can be dirty people, but he's like an old west cowboy with, like, how comfortable he is, just, like, covered in fecal matter, (laughs) just like a dirty fecal swamp monster. Ready to touch you? He'll touch your lips all the time too. He's like a pig man, and he will just at times be like that on your mouth, and you're like ah, like I'm like ah, gotta like cut off my fucking lips and figure out in
6: the back of the room when nobody looked. I did run my
5: fingers under his nose, and it's like it would I like I would I don't know you people. I would rather one of you come up here and touch my lips than this fucking savage. Rubbed his salty, stinky paws Dude, first of anywhere all, near regret- where I taste and speak from. I don't
6: appreciate being called a savage. I am a married man and you look like well, you okay. own a record now, store.
5: Now, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, vinyl on vine is doing great. And we are <laughs> coming this weekend. We're doing two first. Coming this weekend. We got records to spin with, records to chill with. Anyway. This brings me to a very interesting point. Now, I would never say that, uh, you know, somebody should... Like, uh, physicality is part of attraction, but also personality. So I'm not saying that Ryan's wife is way too good for him. Oh, here we go. But on paper... on paper and in picture and when meeting her and spending time around them, all you do is go like, did you win a canceled reality show that I've never fucking heard of? How did you end up with this fucking angel? This dirty, dirty devil dog is just around a pure, pure beautiful, beautiful from internally, externally, just a terrific person. Right? supported, and, and he, and okay? he is married. And he is married to her. And I, again, this all comes down to Cleveland because they're both from Cleveland. So in Cleveland, she was probably like, eh. But then she moved here and she's like, oh, there's like people who aren't like these Cleveland dog shit people in the world and I can go like talk to them. She must Best lament friends. every day. Like if Best she just friends. added an N and an apostrophe T to her nuptials, she wouldn't need to be in this jail. Anyway. I don't.
6: How's your girlfriend? (laughs)
5: <laughs> I have a okay, cat okay, anyway, listen, he has a cat I don't have a girlfriend I have a full time cat subhuman
6: you fucking subhuman
5: <laughs> by the way this is white wine not to act like I'm classy okay but, back but, to the text uh, I no this is about you you are on trial sir This This I'm like, sorry I'm sorry I met a wonderful woman when she
6: was 22 and dumb and had not left a city before do
5: you understand that's what you do you trick the other person I did it it's like when it's like when a baby duck like the first thing it sees is its mama like it imprints that's what he did she found her when she was like what is the world he's like hey I have a car she's like oh,
7: okay and I had a nice car
5: at the time she's fucking that's in true. jail now forever because of that decision I had a really nice car
6: <laughs> anyway back to what, you're, uh, to what I, I was saying back to you I, I would love, uh, rather
5: handle this like the impeachment hearing where you get a quarter of the time and I get two thir- <laughs> three fourths or two thirds I'm not right. good at math I said <laughs> anyway none of these nerds care about sports
6: I don't know, why are you reading this? Anyway, and then, well, and then you say back, all right, let's talk about how you're a pig. Which you've done. I'm not done, And though. then I say... I'm not done. Which is ironic, because when I grow a beard, I look like a man, and when you do it, you look like it's a dingy moss, or you're turning into a quokka.
5: First of all, it's quokka, so this guy doesn't okay. know anything. And then uh, he goes,
6: save it for, actually, no, get those gems out now. Yeah. Okay. And See. then I said, we're going to bomb. And then he said "bloodbath," and then I said, "That's what I just made this toilet look
5: like." Just in in your condensed in the condensed session you've been a part of, think about what we've all gone through listening to this person, and what I've gone through. Now let me let me just cap it. Let me, if I may, if I may, oh Senator. God, I am a pig. You're you right. are. You are. The fact that there's not a curly tail back there with a little hole cut in your jeans is beyond me. Now, now. You've had the amused bouche You've had the meal. Let's get to dessert. What drives... What, what, what you've heard and experienced as far as the bodily function of this human, Ryan Dalton, is obviously difficult. It's not fun to hear about. But the worst part about Ryan and how gross he is and how big of a pig he is is that even beyond that, you've heard about the bodily functions. We all know where that emanates from. About two years into our friendship, I found out that, <laughs> now again, that I understand this is on the menu. I'm just saying for this person, it should not be. Ryan Dalton <laughs> likes it when a tongue goes in his ass. Yeah, see how unshocking that is to no, this group? No, no, no. Now
6: again, now that again. That I knew that again. was going to happen. again. Going to like, oh, yeah, that's a Tuesday for yeah, us. It yeah, is. Wow. And, and
5: I understand that. Okay? That is a Tuesday. But you don't do that in, in this restaurant. It's Friday, every day. Okay? <laughs> this, think of, the, think of what I'm saying. This dirty, dirty pig person who's f- filth, purely, put on this earth purely to make fertilizer, as far as I could tell. He he enjoys when someone goes Do th- you know what I'm saying? Like if, I, like if I just constantly like had this hand in like feces all day, all day, every day, and I never did anything, and I was like, hey, call me fecal mitten or whatever. And then I was like, hey, I like it when my fingers get, so- like it's just not, do you understand what This I- is also
6: why men don't share a lot.
5: This is, I mean, hundred
6: percent. I told you this, and this isn't two years ago. We're talking about like fucking 2012. I told you this, and I mean, to me it was 9/11. Every, as far as
5: I'm concerned, it was 9/11. Every conversation, he
6: finds a way to just shove it in there. he I'm like, "Shove I it mean, in there."
5: I could shove sho- it in there. i
6: I, I could be like uh, Gareth, my, my my grand, my grandmother died. I was like, "Dude, my grand,"
5: like he's a little Irish boy.
6: <laughs> my grand's passed. Like my grand my grandmother has died. I'm like, oh, did she stick your tongue her tongue up your ass? Did yeah. she do that?
5: <laughs> oh, and he's that, shocked. That's a hypothetical. That did not happen. I would not be like that. I'd be like, Ryan, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. But again, she's part of the tree that spawned you, which should be chopped down. So slowly, if we're going branch by branch, I do unequivocally support this, okay? And he is the best guy. That's the problem. I love Ryan. But he is just, again, imagine if a wizard (laughs) made a garbage can come to life. And was like, go do comedy. That's what you would have here. Anyway, you can follow him at Ryan Dalton on Twitter. Uh, Hit him up. Thank you very much. This has been Therapeutic. Appreciate it. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.
1: And we're back. Oh my God, Naomi. Now, The Dollop is maybe one of the... I can't think of any other
4: podcast that you and I connect on. It's true. It's our go-to road trip podcast when you and I are traveling somewhere that is what we can listen to, what we can agree on and find joy in. Right, because otherwise... On your end, it's all true crime stuff. Yes, I'm listening
1: to murders. On my end, it's white male silliness, either comedy bang bang (laughs) or like Chapo Trap House or something like that. So yeah, so that's the one intersection. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. So I was so psyched that we could have Gareth on. It was just so funny because I don't really have, you know, I don't have that same podcast fandom that a lot of people do. You Mm. know, where certain people, like they are attached to them. But it was that thing with Gareth where the whole time he was talking, I was like... It's Gareth from The Voice. Like, it's like, I had no idea what he looked like. I didn't really take the time to search, you know, other than, you know, when you made the promo for the show. So I was like, Gareth? And I was like, it's so weird that I'm hearing Gareth voice telling me something <laughs> that's not about American history. So I was having that weird feeling the whole time.
1: So Naomi, I brought this topic to you. I'm like, yeah. we have the middle part of this episode. I want to talk about self-care. And there's a reason why I
4: want to talk about it. Yes, break it down for me. Well, I've been thinking lately, Mm
1: -hmm. we're just living through probably one of the most tense political moments where (laughs) (laughs) we're... I know we don't like to talk about politics on this. uh, This podcast itself is supposed to be a breath of fresh air, a moment of pause (laughs) in the nightmare we're all living through. But just to explain where I'm coming from, I'll I'll bring up briefly, we were almost at war with Iran, Mm -hmm. and it was genuinely like making me sleepless and anxious and I'm like I can't believe we're going to fall into and it felt like 2003 again. Mm-hmm. It, listeners if you don't remember or you were not anti-war then maybe you've become anti-war then. And, in 2003 I was just like I'm like how do we stop this and there was like a million person march mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. It didn't yeah, stop yeah, yeah. the war in Iraq. So I noticed people online Talking a lot. I mean, I've seen them people talking for like years now, but like, it really happened. Like self care, self care, Naomi, and (laughs) self care meant from a lot of people. Like, I get a peach scrub, or (laughs) I get a
4: peach face scrub, facial scrub, or something. Face scrub. Again, how many women do you know who aren't me? (laughs) Uh, Six.
1: No, but like it really, tr- like there's something about that. There was uh, there's a narcissism to this idea of self care
4: mm-hmm. that
1: I was ho- I was wondering if we could maybe talk about maybe
4: somehow turn the idea of self care around in some way. I love when you give like a set list to a conversation. So you would <laughs> like me to what talk about self care well, and then you would like us what to you th- turn it mean- around? <laughs> Just teasing you. I know because he's and always like, "This is my intention for this conversation." You set an intention for the conversation. <laughs> do you know what it
1: is though? What? Do you know where it comes from? grad school because the first the introduction to any paper I wrote, yeah, you have to state what you're gonna do. <laughs> you state what you're gonna do. And then within the body <laughs> of the paper, you do that thing. And then the conclusion is, look what
4: I just did. <laughs> that really so you is. do that in your combos, like in your you're like, this is my TED talk. This is the setup. Well <laughs> I mean it is. It's like this is your TED talk about self-care. I mean for me, I will say like it is interesting because I feel like self-care I think it is good. I think the problem is sometimes, or rather the thing I struggle with, what is the line, say me as somebody, especially who is like depressed and someone who is anxious, where, my emotions do get overwhelming and you know definitely for me whether it's depression or anxiety both of those for me manifest in doing nothing you know I think some people they get anxious and they become active um and I'm not my anxiety freezes me I'm anxious so So I do yeah you do stuff so I think sometimes when I'm having those emotions you know what is the line between self-care and dissociating Yeah, or or just plain laziness, or you know what I mean? Or Or, just like-
1: I mean, the the thing, when I call it narcissistic, there's a a certain person online who is, and maybe I just see this, but this is just what gets thrown into whatever feed, whether it's like Instagram or Twitter. (laughs) What I see is it's usually someone who is uh, wealthier, privileged, Mm -hmm. that is talking about Mm self-care, where they don't have any problems anyway. Or they, they have been a part – nothing in the world affects them mm-hmm.
3: for whatever reason,
1: whether mm-hmm. it's because they're uh, – Of a privileged group or they've got some money. Right. Any kind of. Which yeah, is yeah. A, privilege it's a privileged group. group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. But yes. And that's why I was like making fun of like I can have peach facial scrub or something like that. Where to me like they're not affected by any kind of politics anyway but they're still preaching this kind of like you're looking at me with like, I
4: know no no I'm I'm not waiting for it to come together it's not like I disagree I just think I'm like I don't know to me that is it's I guess it's hard for me to get on board with that because if there's one thing I've kind of learned over the years we don't know what other people's problems are whether they are like outwardly comfortable we can't deny like the inside struggle as much as you know I do when I see a skinny pretty girl I go everything's fine for you but I can't do that Indy you're it's right. not fair You should be down with OPP Other people's problems. Right. Yes, correct. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not not the uh, actual. I was like, wow, what a way to bring up an open relationship. (laughs) Day 14 of 2020. I guess things like not just that, but are you also calling out what you think their self-care is? Like, are you kind of, is it the peach face scrub that is, you think, bussy and not (laughs) self-care? It is self-care as, uh, like... Of course, you
1: can't be tuned into politics twenty four seven. It will drive you insane. Mm-hmm. It will tear your mind asunder, like a cow in a tornado. Great, your mind. Great, your mind is Great. that cow. Great, I love it, you poet. And the word, oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's up there with uh, T. S. Eliot. <laughs> a and, cow in a tornado. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a uh, wonderful imagery, <laughs> straight out of the wasteland. No, but like the I, there's, the, to me, there's something about like self-care is important right but then it gets gentrified in some way mm-hmm. like the the term got gentrified somewhere along the way in the last three years okay yeah and yeah, became, yeah i hear that and became a w- of like you know what just disconnect yourself from whatever's going on in the world around you that's what i think what i meant by like it's a pr- it turned into a privileged term. Oh, okay that's a problem to like you something ha- something like if you're an activist you really do need self-care because you're out there on the front lines every day right and you can't go home and just be constantly like in your there, there's only so much you as an individual can do look this is my plea for everyone to organize together <laughs> uh well i mean kind of it is i but know it like, is. Like, i mean <laughs> i, I tricky, said that as a but joke uh-huh. but then i'm like oh no yeah no please the only way through this is for us all to organize <laughs> Ugh, i love my baby dsa and i think that's where i was thinking of and as we're talking about it, i'm like oh yeah that's really what it is it's that the term got gentrified and it got changed from like oh no you really do need a break to people who don't need a break and are saying like... Constantly taking breaks. Yeah, like... People who don't yeah, need breaks are taking like- breaks. Or just like, you know, my chauffeur said that my my shoes were scuffed, so now I'm going to-
4: What? <laughs> okay, I mean, that is dramatic. I do think there is something to be said for the goops of the world and the kind of the branding- Goops of the world unite! <laughs> it is that branding around self-care, because definitely in order to do that kind of self-care, you need a lot of extra cash, which would also mean you're probably okay in some capacity. But I think, for instance, like as someone who isn't an activist in the way you're an activist, certainly- I still need to practice self care because other things make me anxious and other things kind of, you know, I sometimes feel like I am on call for other people as a performer, as a creative person. So what do I do for me? Right. So, for instance, it's not that like it's not my chauffeur scuff my shoes, but it's certainly a champagne problem. If I'm like, I don't know how to answer all these notes about my project. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think that's I mean, uh, see, that's not bad either. Well, I'm just trying to parse kind of what you're saying and what you think the issue is because I think you're you're talking about. Well, I mean, I'm being I'm I'm kind of joking when I keep course. saying
1: like the chauffeur, like the yeah, goop. yeah of course, the goop like, of it all, yeah, <laughs> the goop problems. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to f- say like I think the goop problems, the goop self care somehow gentrified all of self
4: care in some right, way. Right, 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 right. And I want to take it back. Okay, so how would you like to take back self-care? What do you what do you want to be doing? What do you think we should be doing as a nation, Andy? Well, you tell us what to do
1: as a people. First of all, I think we should round up everyone who's part of Goop and
4: <laughs> cool 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 casual self-care.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So I guess when I say self-care, what I really mean is guillotining the wealthy.
4: Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That is a good start. I, I think. guess that's I guess that's really what No. <laughs> I mean, I guess what I
1: mean is that I want to somehow Take it back from being about, like, yoni eggs (laughs) 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 and, like, $1,000 moisturizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like, hey, if you are a class of person in this world uh, who is, especially in the last three years, constantly under stress and strain, Mm -hmm. you know— you are allowed to take a break. There, you know, you, you are allowed to turn off for a moment, take a bath, read a comic book in the bath. That's what so I do.
4: I know. You read a comic book in the bath, you soak yeah. while you read Swamp Thing.
1: Is that one <laughs> yeah. that you sure. read? I that can't remember it. Yeah. Char- Charles like... Sewell's Swamp Thing. Yes, I, I, I was reading that for a while. <laughs> I mean, yes. Thank yeah, you, so Aaron,
4: for turning me on to that. So you're talking about the poor man, the poor person's Not, the, um, not necessarily poor, but self care from the ultra wealthy. Like For so some so I... reason,
1: the ultra wealthy version. Took over everything.
4: So why don't we just like think about some of the ways we can practice self care that, for my edification, aren't running away from problems and being lazy? Because my self care is almost always ordering food, which I don't actually think is supposed to be care. See, this is the problem. This was tricky about self care. Care is determined by what? What's best for you or what feels good to you? Because that's the question for me. Ooh. There are things that feel good to me. Again, ordering food, sleeping watching true crime, even though I gotta tell you that that's starting to kind of lose its luster. I gotta tell you, because like, I find myself watching and then I get really angry. First of all, I only watch shows where the crime has been solved and I'm focused on the process of the crime being solved. You guys, I'm not here to like, I'm not here for torture porn. I don't want to hear about the harrowing tale of someone's destruction. It's more like, I like to see how the police go about cracking a case. If I watch some true crime and at the end they're like, the killer's still at large, I want to just break the TV. However, like Elvis, what? He famously shot his TV. Okay, that is like literally the ninth thing I thought Elvis would be famous for. There's so many other things I think of before that. I didn't even realize he shot his TV. Name one. Uh Dot of the Toilet. <laughs> Peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> Stealing music from black people. Yeah. Uh, I would say that going was number to one. war. Like I mean, there's so many things. A photo with Nixon. Nixon. So anyway, I just (laughs) feel like, what are some of the things you do? You know, whereas I do feel like the stuff around the gooping of it all is, I think, more regularly accepted as self-care. But then there's also the element of self-care. I I hear a lot among friends. Uh, I will not attach it to a geographic region because I really want to stick to our resolution. (laughs) But people who will be like, I really have to take some self-care, so I have to cancel on the plans an hour before we were supposed to meet. Uh, oh, right. That's, that's a big that's me, a, that's a big part thing. of it. Yeah. People a, use it as an excuse to— it's a, it's a cover. It's a cover to, at times, be a little selfish and a cover to not do the things you've already committed to. And that is the other tricky part. Because the thing, when someone says, I have to do self-care— to me, it's weaponized because if you say it's self-care, I have there's no, I am not allowed to be frustrated. I am not allowed to be mad. The only response is like, do what you need to do, girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that is the part that's really tough about it. So let's like brainstorm some ways, some pos- positive possible self-care. Okay, stuff that's actual self-care, that isn't like uh, destructive. <laughs> Um, or and it doesn't cost you like a second mortgage. Yeah, choosing a hobby, having
0: a I hobby. Thinking, and I've, doing I've a thought hobby. about
4: a lot that a lot for you
1: here in Los Angeles. That having if a hobby. you had a hobby that you liked, yeah, you know, a friend of ours like uh, Sarah Schaefer crafts like knits and does, and yeah, she like, yeah. she makes really cool things. Yeah, I don't know if that's like something you would enjoy, but like something like that. Yeah, you know, people like play games. I mean, like board like games. like mind games. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs>
4: and that is yeah, people fun.
1: manipulate other people yeah, and start cults. For here the comfort. And yeah, 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 things yeah. like that.
4: Um I think as you said, a good soak in a tub, you know, if you've got a tub, you got self care. Uh you But don't, don't to- do what I do sometimes. If it's
1: not a comic book, then I'm reading like about the CIA. <laughs>
4: yeah, Andy's book choices. Literally for Hanukkah, I got Andy a like 900 page book about what is his name? Alan Dulles. And yeah, it's, history- called okay, it's, it's called The Devil's Chessboard. Okay, it's called The
1: Devil's Chessboard. Alan Foster Dulles, who was uh, the sociopath and kind of Nazi sympathizer who started the CIA.
4: And this is what he's like soaking in the tub reading. Can you imagine? I would not call that self care. <laughs> That is that is exactly increasing my anxiety. Exactly, you even can't as do that. I Soak, um, getting together with friends or self care, and having it be like a hangout where no one feels the need to entertain the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, friends who
1: replenish you as yeah. opposed to
4: friends who are yeah who are stealing your energy,
1: <laughs> energy uh,
4: thieves. Watching something that makes you laugh. Don't watch Murder Like Me. In a way, murder is like, it turns my brain off. It's like, you're pretty much watching a procedural. But find something that actively makes you laugh that can lift the spirits. Playing music, if you can play an instrument. Oh my God, I love to sing. I've been singing all the songs from the Sack Lunch (laughs) Punch. And so that really lifts up your spirit. Who says I'm good at it? I just enjoy it. Um, I think you have a great voice. Thank you so much. As someone that has an indie rock voice, (laughs) I really enjoy yours. So... I don't know. Hopefully that was helpful, you guys. We've just been thinking about this. Andy's been talking about this. The gentrification of self-care. God, it's so heavy. <laughs> I really appreciate your treatise, Andy. I love you coming to us with this thesis, with this topic, and you and I as lovers unpacking it. If anyone
1: in academia does want me to <laughs> write a journal paper on the, yeah. quote,
4: gentrification of self-care, yeah. unquote, uh, <laughs> get in touch with me. <laughs> at CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, All right, you guys, we will be right back with another hilarious set.
0: The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. Season two launches June 18th, 2020. And this new serialized podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. My new show covers the lives and sometimes mysterious deaths of famous musicians who died at the too soon age of 27. Season two features Jim Morrison of The Doors, an artist whose short career burned fast and refused to fade away. Jim lived a life of fantasy and a life that was fascinating, highly dramatic, and filled with great music and wild exploits. Just like Jimi Hendrix, the subject of season one of The 27 Club. And just like Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead's Pigpen, Robert Johnson, Amy Winehouse, and The Rolling Stones' Brian Jones, all of whom will be covered in future seasons of The 27 Club. Season two of The 27 Club podcast on Jim Morrison premieres on June 18th, 2020. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back, you guys.
4: Honestly, I hope listening to this podcast is self-care for you. Think about it. Some lulz as you're walking, driving, hanging. Perhaps this next set will help you with that. Wow, I love these guys. This next set comes from two of our faves, Kara Clank and Jared Logan. They're comedians, writers, and happily married new parents. So much going on. Kara has written for shows on MTV, TV Land, Comedy Central, most recently, RuPaul's Drag Race, and her comedy album, Undefeated, is available from A Special Thing Records. Jared is a hilarious stand-up with his own Comedy Central half hour and he has written for the Late Late Show with James Corden and his stand-up albums My Brave Battle and The Twilight Door are available on Spotify. So they're a true power couple and they give it to a straight. Yeah, they were on an early episode, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, since you last heard from Karen Jared, they had a kid. So <laughs> a lot to unpack. So yeah, And you'll hear more about it in this set. Roll it.
7: That was like, yeah, that was like two couples running into each other at a cocktail party. Uh, oh, it, Oh, hey, good to see No, what? Okay, sorry. I brought my purse on stage because, like, Naomi, it's your birthday, girl. Nobody keep your eyes off your purse. Okay. You guys have never seen Naomi perform before? Okay. Uh, are we the only couple on couples therapy tonight?
8: Everybody else Besides is platonically related. You? Everyone right?
7: else is, yeah, just trying to fuck. <laughs> We
8: but we're married.
7: We're married. Do you, you guys can take a second and picture what it's like watching us have sex. That's, That's what, what, what I see. do whenever I meet a couple. I'm like anytime they, she thinks you think about. I size
8: it up. I do this with my fingers. It's crazy. But really, but you know, you're joking. But really, think about it, though.
7: Do you guys? We'll need, give you a pause. Do you need to think help?
8: About it. No,
7: I'm just kidding. <laughs>
8: Should we do missionary? Like,
7: we ever do that. Like, we've ever, ever had sex with, like, me standing like this and you doing. That would not happen. No.
8: (laughs) Yeah, you... you... By by many times, I mean different days. Not, like, in the same night, because I'm tired after one, but (laughs) one is enough for me. Yeah, we
7: don't do a lot of want to go agains, you know what
8: I mean? Yeah. Not, you like, know when people are like sexually insatiable i'm like a I'm like a like a, like a teeny vegan for sex, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm good. Mm, that was tasty, you know what I mean? I just need like a celery of sex. that's all I need. I can go for weeks on that <laughs> but um yeah we I can't wait to see you do this transition
7: well, we had sex enough that we had a kid. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, in the sidebar.
8: Yeah. We <sighs> take her everywhere. We yeah. take her everywhere. We're motocross. an integrated
7: family. <laughs> she's very heavily into motocross. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's eight months old. Mm-hmm. Um. She was um, nine pounds three ounces. Ladies, just imagine that.
8: Dude, uh, it was like. It was like when they pulled the baby out of of Kara's vagina, uh, which I saw. Again,
7: picture it. Yeah,
8: <laughs> it was like they started pulling out baby, and it was like when a magician does like scarves. Like there was, I was just like, what? Like the more baby just kept coming out. The baby is this tall. <laughs> yeah, she's
7: yeah. cool. She's cool. She's cool. Um. We so yeah we had a baby and like we didn't find out what we were having in advance. Right, we did it like old school. We
8: li- I'm really happy that we did that. Yeah, I really liked that. It
7: was cool. Like so we had the like it's a girl moment that was fun.
8: Yeah, and I was so happy because I knew that my kid wouldn't, you know, shoot up a church or something. Because uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if it were a boy, it wouldn't definitely do that but it might, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> when I had a girl, I was like, okay, we are that's not a problem, yeah. you know? Because having a kid is stressful enough without the church shooting, so...
7: <laughs> could have been a temple shooting, I'm just saying. Be, I'm Jewish, it be cool. It could totally
8: be a temple shooting, um, and it has been. Yeah.
7: Uh, wow, right at the holidays, Jared. Listen, so anyway, I'm gonna move off of this... <laughs>
8: If I feel it's like okay we should with stick you. in this area. I feel like it's <laughs> Dig right <in>. for laughs. laughs.
7: No, so, yeah, so we didn't know what we were having, and, like, that really bothered a lot of people, right? Like, people oh, yeah. were really annoyed that we didn't tell them what we were having. They were like, they were like, but what do we, how do we, uh, like, they, they couldn't figure out. It was like everybody had, like, gone out and bought us, like, a hoop skirt or a weight bench, and they couldn't figure oh, out, yeah. like, which thing they needed to do give I us. Do I get it? a gun or a book?
8: Like, they couldn't <laughs> figure it out.
7: Yeah. Yeah. He's from West Virginia. So yeah, right, they so, it was truly do I um, get him a gun or a And spatula? I was I mean,
8: you even had to convince me cuz I was a little annoyed we weren't going to find out cuz I was excited to do the gender reveal. <laughs>
7: oh, that's right. You did want to do a gender reveal. I wanted to do this
8: gender reveal where uh, I was going to hire a skywriter to write in the sky gender is a construct we use to oppress people. And uh <laughs> The Skywriter was like, "I can't. That's not possible." He was like, "Mostly, I can just like write like Tim," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So ultimately, it wasn't possible.
7: I didn't want to do a gender reveal because I felt Jared was too close to the profile of a man who dies during a gender reveal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was I mean, like, like, I just see his yeah. face on the cover of a newspaper. Yeah. Like, cannon shoots man yeah. in face.
8: Just lighting the fireworks for the first time in my life, honey. Like, that's like, that's my whole vibe. Like, you know? did you know you could waterboard someone to death yeah. with confetti? That's yeah. like what I thought. My, my personal vibe is died accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. So,
7: yeah, so people were, like, annoyed that we didn't pick a, that we didn't pick a gender, that we, didn't, that we didn't find out a gender. Mm-hmm. And they were, um, they, people were, like, people were, like, to me, like, well, well, like, what are you gonna do if it's a boy? Like, if it's a boy, what are you gonna do about the circumcision? Are you gonna get him circumcised? Like, it, that was, like, the biggest decision. I was, like, haven't really thought about what I'll be subtracting from the little <laughs> sucker, but please tell me your opinion as I can sense it's coming. And, like, people would be, like, well, what you gotta do, what you have to do is you have to do whatever the dad has, okay? If the dad is cut, you gotta cut the kid. And I was like, because they have to match? Is that a thing? I thought we could just do goofy swags. Like, I'm gonna be Christmas. like, you're
8: not mine! <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: what the fuck? It's a gremlin, get it? Yeah. The like... little folk have replaced our child! <laughs>
7: Uh, I don't know. That's just, like, not a thing. Are there guys here that are like, I always remember growing up and my dad's dick looked like my dick and that's how I knew he was my dad. Like, women, have we ever, have we ever, like, have you ever stood next to your mom and been like, matching vaginas! We're ready! Though I recently went on vacation uh, and I got a wax beforehand and I said, I like to leave a little. She did not hear me, so... Um, I do look exactly like my daughter now. Yeah. We are
8: twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she let me see it. It's pretty bare down there. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
8: Whatever. I, for real, for real.
7: Circumcision. It, it wouldn't matter if I circumcised a boy anyway for it to match Jared.
8: Right, because it wouldn't work to... like. I, yes, I am circumcised, but it still looks like I have a foreskin. And...
3: uh <laughs>
8: What does that mean? Yeah, there's just a lot of things going on down there. <laughs> but the main problem is, if you wanted to make a boy look like me, you're going to need to give him gigantic testicles. Huge. Because that's, just, I have just an enormous huge ball balls. sack. It makes my dick look little. My dick is yeah. not little, but it, the balls make it look really small. Right, yeah. honey? <laughs> Honey, yeah, you said that it was because the balls are big. No, the balls are huge. Yeah, that's right. why. Cause some, cause some people might see it and go, oh, that's not that big, but it's like the balls though, cause it's like a, it's, it's the relative to the balls. Yeah, so like just when in case when people like when
7: people like are like mind the stepchildren, you gotta suck the balls. I'm like, how you could never get one yeah. of them in your mouth, yeah. like they're really big.
8: Right. She, Kara uses a shop vac. Uh, <laughs> A shop vac. People know what it is. Everyone knows what a shop
7: vac is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fuck. Uh, I don't. That's, that's, that's what a, I, it's I use. That's an industrial
8: though. vacuum that you would use to clean up like pieces of drywall or something. That I would
7: suck your balls up with. Yes, because they're so big. Got it.
8: Okay. Uh. <laughs> but
7: do you guys remember A Star Is Born? <laughs> Remember? It was here.
2: Was part of that really? movie. Was it was that here. You?
7: Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, there's know. like 10 Virgil heads in here that are like, yeah, <laughs> no one else knows. Sorry, that just came into my mind. Didn't mean to derail the shop vac balls no. bit.
8: Well, what I will say about A Star is Born is I hope to one day direct a film where at the end, the sad part is I kill myself. It's like, oh, poor Bradley Cooper
7: oh, you just spoiled it for all these people that haven't seen it yet.
8: Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I, it's been out for a year, if you haven't seen it. A couple
7: like, in the back had just said, when we get home, let's watch A Star is Born. <laughs> let's cuddle up, pop some pop, and watch A Star is Born. Well, if we can ruin one other couple's
8: night, that's all I'm that's here all for. That's all
7: we're here for, so... But, I I feel like a bunch of people walked when we talked about imagining us having sex, so... I think we're good. We've accomplished. You're being
8: insecure. People are into it. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about what we want to figure out, though. Okay, so... (laughs) This is how we have sex. (laughs) (laughs) On TV, they do it standing up all the time. What? Who's doing that? On on Watchmen? On Watchmen, Regina King got fucked in a closet upright. (laughs) No one is doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go you one further. No one has done it. That's what I'll say. No one's done it. If you've done it, come up here right fucking now. Get up here now. No one.
7: Uh, all and right. show me those receipts. But um, okay, so, so wait. Back to our baby. Right. So our I want to go name, off of Regina King getting fucked in a closet to our baby.
8: Whose name is Rosalie? Who, her name
7: is Rosalie. Um we named her it's like a combo of our mom's names. Like my mom's name is Rosemary.
8: And my mom, I'm from West Virginia, so my mom's name is Lietta. Lietta. <laughs> it's that's fucking country. It's you guys. a little bit it's like someone started to name someone and forgot what they were doing and then was like Lietta. Like it's like <laughs> So we got Rosalie. It's then we, like both, yeah. And we told them, like, look, it's named after both of you. and They, they did
7: not care. They were like... <laughs> they Neither of them gave a shit. My mom was like, anyway, what's the weather doing out in L.A.? Did I, not care. I think care. it made
8: them uncomfortable because they were so un- <laughs> uh, overcome with emotion.
7: Oh, okay, maybe.
8: I don't know how boomers work, but the point is... <laughs>
7: You uh, you you retroactively OK Boomered your mom about us naming her?
8: I like OK Boomer, and I will use it all he the time. He says it to me
7: every day, ten times a day.
8: I think it's funny. <laughs> I am younger than him. I think it's funny, him. and I like to say it. <laughs> and I'll say it on stage. So all anyway... Right. Yeah, so we're going to have another baby, is the thing.
7: Well, no, I'm not like pregnant right now. We want to have another baby at some point. Like, But I'm dr- we had I'm such drinking. an
8: argument over the first baby's name because we didn't know what sex it would be. And we also, like, Kara has this thing where, like, okay, Kara likes names that are nicknames, but she doesn't want it to be the full name. So, like, why does Kara- it have to be? But like, like, name liked the name Gus, but I was like, well, that's Augustus. And she was like, no, it's not. It's just Gus. And I'm like, that Why can't feels... it be just Gus? Because it feels a little bit illiterate. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like a little bit like you say irregardless. That's what it feels like. You
7: asshole. I would never say irregardless. Well, I'm
8: just saying, like, it's like, to me, it's a little low class. It's like white people that name their white children after Indian tribes. It's like, oh, this is Dakota and Cheyenne. And this is... Uh, what's the other one?
7: I told but. you this wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, no, listen. I, I
8: don't care if you laugh. The point is strong. <laughs> I don't care. Seriously.
7: No, listen. No, listen. I just think like I one of my best friends from growing up is named Maggie. She's not Margaret. She's not anything else. She's just Maggie. Do you guys think that is
8: okay to just have a nickname? No, I, who cares what they think? I care. No one cares what they think. Your friend was they named. They all think it's no. Okay. Your friend was named... Everybody inco- thinks that you're being elitist. Your friend was named incorrectly by uninformed people. That's Her name is wrong. Thank you. It should be Margaret. You don't have to call her that. You can call her Maggie every day. What? But you can't name a fucking kid Maggie. Thank it's you. It's like I never read a name I've got book. a lot
7: of people shaking their heads at you right now, and so I'm literally like living. Yeah, well, if but. you disagree
8: with me, fuck you. <laughs> How about that now? Yeah, let's take this all the way down. <laughs>
7: oh, I accidentally licked the mic. I think I have
8: 5 minutes to live.
3: <laughs>
7: oh god. Um okay, so anyway, we were going to like review a couple names. We're just going to run some names, run some by, names by you guys and see if this is okay. One my I'll go first. My one name I was considering um is my name is Kara. I was considering Sarah. And just like naming her after the girl that you hooked up with when we were um, on a break.
8: One hundred percent fine with that. Okay. Also, no one believes that I hooked up with anyone while we were on a break. <laughs> People are like, "That's they made that part up."
7: No, she was she was my friend. It was scandalous.
8: It wasn't. It was scandalous to just us. Everybody else was like, "You talked oh,
7: about it on a podcast."
8: It's true. I talked about her on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> she, I, mean, I think you should be lucky that I dated I mean, not lucky. You should be lucky. Shh.
7: You should feel for lucky. For the first time at couples therapy, witness a live
8: divorce. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. You should feel happy that I dated her because she fixed a couple things about me so I was ready for you. <laughs> oh, my God.
7: This bitch. She, she got, confirmed a couple of things. She
8: got me ready to sell. She flipped the house. <laughs> I did. Excuse she me, put
7: hot I cookies. tore out the floors. Yeah. I did all of the electrical work. Yeah. She. Yeah, sister, yeah! Yes! Hell
8: yeah, girl!
7: She came in and threw a couple rugs down. It was mildly more comfortable when I got back. The only thing I... You brought it to this HGTV metaphor, dude, so.
8: Well, she's a very wonderful person. What and, are your uh, names? Okay, do you want my, you yeah. want a girl name or a boy name? What do you guys want? Okay, boy. a boy name, Braxton. <laughs> Here's why. One time I was in Las Vegas and I heard this mom go, Braxton, get over here. And I've never been able to get it out of my head, so it might as well be my kid's name. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I can like redeem it somehow, and there'll be like a Braxton who's like a professor of cultural studies, and I'll be like, I fixed something in my life. I heard Braxton, and then I made it a better person. Because the real Braxton is is not uh, based on just what I all of his mom. It's not going to turn out very well. <laughs>
7: Okay. Well, um, oh wait, the next one I have, what's the next one I have? Um, I was thinking of, um, Salissa.
8: That's my cousin's That's name. My- and she just wants to make fun of the fact that my cousin's name is Silissa.
7: And she's an adult who's deeply in love with Disney, so I'm just saying.
8: Look, everybody. Thank you. I'm from West Virginia. Everyone where, in this bar is on my side. I'm from West Virginia, where nobody's name makes sense. I got, used to get beat up by a kid named W. P. Chedister. That's so true. And isn't he the me, isn't he the chief of police now in your hometown? He's the chief of security at the university. Oh. yes. <laughs> but like everybody I'm from is like. Tyburn, Tyburn, <laughs> like it's all like weird names. So yes, so is Tell a hilarious be name Chetister. and I'm glad that you got to make fun of it. I just thought it'd be funny. T- okay. <laughs> Sorry. Girl names. Ready? Okay. All right. So we have this friend who, uh, he named his kid something that's like not spelled the way, you know what I'm talking about? It's like spelled a very different way from what you would think. And then someone told us, well, actually, they've done studies that, like, if a kid has to correct people on their name all the time, they become very assertive. And so I think a good name for a girl would be Deveren. Because I think the her whole life that people would be like, Deborah, and she'd be like, no, Deveren. Devon? Deverin. Devin? Deverin. And
7: then really she would become like...
8: Secretary of State.
7: Deverin sounds like a time-release antidepressant to me. <laughs> 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 ever, since I got Devorin, ever since I got on Deverin... Ever since I got on Deverin, I can't fuck, but I am okay.
8: I, <laughs> I don't have suicidal ideation. <laughs> All right. Um, another... I don't have
7: another name. Wait, are we done? Okay, we're done. Wait, we're not no, just... No.
8: Yeah, you gotta end with a big closer. Oh, okay, big closer. <laughs> I don't have I one, Devorin but you're supposed was okay. to. I think another good I think another girl girl name would be Hot Lanta.
7: You're dumb. Guys, thank you so much. Right, Give bye. it up for Naomi and Andy.
4: I love Kara and Jared. Yeah, they've uh, uh you and Kara have become
1: better friends since uh, we moved here.
4: I think so. I've been to her house. Her baby is a true little their baby. It's not just hers. It's his too. It's <laughs> cherub angel. All right, you guys, I hope you loved this episode, day 14 of 2020. Yes, I hope uh, you are going to care for yourselves yes, in a responsible manner.
1: Responsible. Self-care responsibly. Exactly. That's what I think. I hope you will hold us to our vow for the L.A. swear jar. Yes. L.A. hate jar, whatever it is. But that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
2: My name is Kimberly Drew if I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists is that we all have the power to create something beautiful that's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store they're a big deal and it's time we give them our attention listen to your attention please a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on black history. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the
8: stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food.
2: On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we can find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee. For to labor. It's
5: in in
2: so, right, an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And
8: disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster. This pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.